welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Commodus. Welcome to Roman Emperors to tell us Rankium. I am Jamie. I'm Rob, rating all the Roman Emperors from Augustus to Augustus, episode 19, not 18, 19, Commodus. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this. Why are you looking forward to it? I've got very high expectations for this. I'm expecting sister incest. I'm expecting fun murdering. I And if it doesn't match my expectations, I'm going to have to find a new researcher for the podcast. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I might just make some stuff up then. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Right, we watched the film, didn't we? We did. So we did. I, I gotta say, I'm gonna know a lot going into yeah. this. I know how he dies, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And about it. Uh, and what he looked like. Yes. Completely smooth-faced. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with a very famous quote from Dio. Ah, Dio. We used him. You've used him in the past, haven't you? Dio's always there in the background. Good old reliable Dio. He doesn't go into too much detail, but he covers a huge span. Okay. It's useful as Dio. We're not going for much longer, though. Ah, that always happens. Yeah, it does. Right. The reign of Commodus is where the history of the Roman Empire descends, and I quote, from a kingdom of gold to one of iron and rust. Oh dear. So it's the downfall of the Roman Empire, basically. Yes, this is where it all begins. So let's start, shall we? Yeah. We're going to start with a dream. Oh, I like that. Yeah. This is a woman dreaming that she gave birth to two snakes, one of which was... I've got firmer in my notes. (laughs) I don't (laughs) think it's meant to say firmer. Was, um... What word am I looking for? Fiercer. That's it. Was fiercer than the other. But maybe it was firmer as well. (laughs) Then, the woman gave birth to twins. Ooh. ooh. They got the horoscopes of the twins. Yeah. And good fortune was given to one. Oh. Yeah. That's how we start. Okay. Okay. We'll see if we figure out who those twins were. (laughs) Okay. Born on the 31st of August in 161 in Lanovium. Oh, with Lanovium. Yeah, we have just. Just missed his birthday a couple of weeks ago. Poor Commodus. Yeah, Nero. Born Nero. He was born with his twin brother, Titus. Titus? Yeah, ah. see, he was one of the twins. Yes, yeah. you said this last yeah, time. Yeah, 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 you're, you're, yeah, you're fully up to date. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll listen to our podcast. Oh, that's fair enough. Titus was the one with the good fortune. <laughs> but didn't he die? Yes, he did. He died <laughs> shortly after. Okay. <laughs> one of the rare cases where you see in the sources where they admit that the horoscope got it wrong. Usually yeah. it's... And they predicted that he'd have an egg sandwich on a Thursday in 20 years' time, and he did. <laughs> but no, this one totally got it wrong. So, yeah, there you go. Titus okay. is dead. Right, he was the first emperor, back to Commodus here, yeah. born to the purple. Did I mention that last week? Honestly, can't remember. Uh, no. No. Born to the purple means that he is the first emperor who was born whilst his father was ruling. Oh, I'm with you. So, the first emperor to have... So, his daddy, Marcus Aurelius, yeah. was the first emperor to have a son at whilst, this time. Whilst an emperor, whilst yes. Emperoring. He is the first person to do that because yeah. he was born just after Marcus Aurelius became emperor oh that's good his mother <laughs> was Faustina yes if you remember that's Antoninus yep. Pius's daughter keeping it in the family the adopted family to be fair well yeah yeah, yeah. right okay so early life at the age of five Commodus was made Caesar yes I'm yes. there. so straight away five years old he's primed for good things yeah. along with his younger brother called Marcus remember they had 
he had 13 brothers and sisters, yes. most of which died. Yeah, well, eight of them. <laughs> but uh, his younger brother, Marcus, is, is alive. Good. Um, until he dies oh. shortly afterwards. <laughs> um, after an operation on his ear, it Ooh. went a bit bad. That's oh. all I could find out. I'm hoping it wasn't, oh dear, he's swelling under the ear with plague, let's try and cut it out. It didn't work. Oh, now oh. he's dead. But it could have been. Yeah, because like, when you think of the Romans, you don't think of you know fine fine surgery, do you? We'll come back to that later. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> In a probium grazium. <coughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Not boding well. Right. Commodus was looked after full time by his father's physician. Physician? Physician. That's that. That's the word. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, man named Gallon. Now, obviously, his it's Marcus Aurelius by this time. Yeah, bricking it a little bit about the fact all his children keep dying. So gave his his son a doctor to look after him full time to make sure he survived. And we know that you know, and ancient doctors were fantastic. So. No, well, this one worked. He survived. That's true. Yeah. 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 So, obviously, did something right. Yeah, they did. So uh, Commodus received the very best tutors and education, just like his father and his grandfather had. But unlike his father, he did not really take well to his studies. Mm. No, very much liked um, PE lessons. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. The, the jock. Yeah. The American jock, that kind of thing. Possibly. Like I don't know. I, no, I'm not picturing him as a jock. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, he just liked doing physical things. Let's leave it at physical things. Okay. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Getting hot yeah. in here, or is it just me? <laughs> right. The, at this time, the Historia Augusta describes him as base and dishonourable. That's nice. And cruel and lewd, defiled of mouth and debauched. Ooh, they're pretty slanderous. Or it's quite slaking. Harsh on. report to parents on parents' evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pulling no punches there. No, definitely not. Little Commodus, I'm afraid to say, is debauched. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. At the age of eleven, in one seven two, he was in Carnatum. Carnatum. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Which was the Roman HQ for the war against Macromene at the time. Yes. You told yeah. me. Yes. So did. he's up there with Marcus Aurelius. Yes. Helping fight the war as yes. much as an eleven-year-old can. Is this the part where he kills his dad in the tent? No, not yet. He's he realises Maximus is coming from the end. Yeah, it's older when that happens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Right, he was given the title of Germanicus at this time because his father was given the title Germanicus uh, after beating the Germanic tribes. It's hereditary, isn't it? Yeah. He never really took to that name, though. He called him to have many names in the end, but Germanicus isn't one that he seemed particularly proud of. A couple of years later, he was entered into the College of Pontiffs, signifying the start of his public career. Yeah. Right, this is about the time that Cassius revolted. Yeah. Commodus assumed the toga of manhood. Oh, I have a lot of images in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's simply just the toga that adult males would wear rather than what the children would wear. For some reason, I'm, I'm imagining it really short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm imagining, you know those um, aprons? <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining novelty aprons like muscly yeah, yeah. <laughs> the apron of manhood that, that's what he put on yeah nice. right <laughs> yeah he prepared to go with his father to put down the threat of Cassius so there he was he was all eager to go he's yeah. a man now he can actually fight yeah. I'm gonna go and kill Cassius the uh, 
dirty revolter that he is. Yeah. But then Cassius was assassinated, remember? By his troops? By his troops. He was made an enemy of the state. Yes, he was. So Commodus couldn't go in and join the fight he fought, mm. which he wasn't too pleased about. Mm. Right, Marcus Aurelius decided to tour the east instead, if you remember, and took Commodus with him. And it was at this point that Commodus's mother died. Um. And the Faustina died. And there was that rumour Marcus Aurelius did it because there was another rumour that Faustina was in with Cassius. Was in with Cassius? Yeah. Knew him. Knew him well. Mm. You see, there was also rumours. Um, no, I'll come back to that. Okay. Right. <laughs> Father and son spent a year touring the eastern provinces and stopped off in Athens on the way back. And hoping right. to instil a sense of duty into his wayward son, Marcus Aurelius made Commodus the youngest ever consul at the age of 15. He's really young. That is young. No one has been younger yet as consul. When I was 15, I could, I could imagine that at 15. All I just wanted to do was play with Lego. No, 15, hang on. No. Video games and girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. What was I doing? Yeah, I don't think I would be ready for consulship, regardless. No. no. <laughs> no. Right, 177. Marcus Aurelius declared that his son would henceforth be known as Augustus. Joint emperor. Joint emperor and share the role of emperor. So there you go, he's now the emperor in 177. Shortly mm. after, father and son celebrated a triumph for the victory up north against the barbarians. Good. Commodus started to petition his father to keep certain people around him, despite their unsuitableness. Friends. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus generally fired people that his son had hired <laughs> without telling him, Brilliant. but he was a bit soft and occasionally would let people stay. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Dad. Right, around the pub. <laughs> he's great. So, <laughs> I met him down the pub. He, he's great. He knows all sorts. Yeah, we had, we had ten points. He told me how to fight the war. It was fab. Yeah. He said he knew what to do better than you did. Yeah. 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 So he did that. He married around this time. Oh. So he's young. Britia Crispina. Do I need to write her name down? Yes. Ooh. Just put Crispina. Write her name down. She lasts a while. Good. Yeah. 178, next year, he went back up with his father up north to fight the Quadi. Remember the Quadi revolt? Yes. Yes. Now, after a couple of major victories, his father caught the plague. And this is where he was not murdered by Commodus. Yes, he was. Uh, Commodus was called into his father's tent and told not to abandon the war. Whatever you do, don't abandon the war. Yeah, we're almost yeah. there. Don't yeah. Do yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Good. And then his father died in oh. 180 making him the second youngest emperor, sole emperor, at the age of 17, as wow. Nero was 16. Okay, so, what was the one thing his father wanted him to do? Do not, under any circumstances, matter of life or death, stop the war. So the first thing he does is stop the war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first thing he did was hastily create a peace treaty with the Norman tribes and head back to Rome. Why? Um, a couple of theories. Yeah. One more gives Commodus in a better light is the fact that he realised it was a huge drain on resources. And what are they going to get out of fighting more? They mm. might make a new province, but Dacia is already unstable next to it. Yeah. Will another province in the area really help the empire? Mm. Or he just wanted to go back and party. Could have been a mixture of both. Yeah. yeah who knows? I reckon it's number two. I reckon it was number two. <laughs> yeah. Let's find out. But to be fair to him... Mm. I mean, this peace treaty worked. It was a okay. good 60, 70, 80 years before they had troubles with the Germanic tribes yeah. again. That's yeah. really good, actually. Yeah, so, but it's less, it's more luck, really, on Commodus's <laughs> part, that by Fair that enough. time the Germanic tribes were well and truly beaten. Yeah. There was no fight left in them. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Right, so he celebrated another triumph for the victory that he had just won, <laughs> which was next to nothing. Okay, and now I will quote. After he had come back to Rome, he led the triumphal procession with Ceterus, his partner in depravity, uh... seated in his chariot, and from time to time he would turn around and kiss Ceterus openly. And not only was he wont to drink until dawn and squander the resources of the Roman Empire, but in the evening he would ramble through the taverns and brothels. Aww. So he went back and he partied. Mm. And he scandalised the Senate. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It quickly became very clear to the Senate that this young emperor was not in any way interested in running the Empire. Okay. Yes. Which would be fine if he was interested in handing the power over to the Senate and letting them get on with it. Yeah. But the one thing he did seem interested in was taking down the Senate. Ah. He hated them. That, that's, that, again, that's Caligula-ish, isn't it? Oh, it is, yes. So, I'll quote again. His father's older attendants he dismissed, and any friends that were advanced in years he cast aside. The son of Salvius Julianus, the commander of the troops, he tried to lead into debauchery, but in vain. And he thereupon plotted against Julianus. He degraded the most honourable, either by insulting them directly or by giving them offices far below their deserts. He became so detested by the Senate that he, in his turn, was moved with cruel passion for the destruction of the great order. And from having been despised, he became bloodthirsty. Ooh. Yeah. So the hatred he caused made him worse. Yeah. He hated the Senate, so they hated him back, so he got worse. Downward spiral, oh, basically. Oh dear. It is not a good working relationship. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Maybe they need one of those like, team-building exercises. Oh, paintballing. Oh, oh dear. Oh, no. <laughs> could I paintballing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the kind of person that put iron, iron um, those... Ball bearings? Ball bearings in, yeah. Well, they didn't have guns back then, so they would have just painted the tips of their spears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> but it's painted. What are you moaning about? Yeah. Paint spearing. <laughs> yeah. So this this is straight away. Bad start. Mm. Yeah. Right. He left the day-to-day -day running of the Empire to his freedman, Ceteris. Yeah. So you've got Ceteris running the Empire. You've got Commodus lounging around, partying, and coming up with plots to destroy the Senate. Oh, dear. Yes. Which wasn't too bad. Mm. Because Commodus got on with his own stuff. Yeah. And Ceteris, a bit of a party animal himself, but actually fairly competent at its job and was running the empire. So he kept it kind of stable yeah. to start with. It could be worse. So it was a shaky start, but uh, it could be worse. But then things get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Commodus's sister, Lucilla. Now, we have come across her before. She's the one who married um, Lucius. Yes. Yes. And because she married Lucius, she has still technically got the title of Augusta, which is the most premier woman in right. the empire. Yeah. Yeah, because she was married to the emperor. Verus. Verus. Yeah. Yeah. So they see this is quite old then. Um, ten years older, if I remember oh, correctly, right. okay. than Commodus. Oh, yes, it says in my notes, ten years older. Well remembered me. Um, yeah. Remember, she was only 11 when she married. Oh, of course. Yeah, she yes. was really young. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And remember, there was also another woman high up in Rome society at the moment, being Commodus' wife. Oh. Crispina. Crisp yes, of course. Crispy. Yes. <laughs> so, you've got a bit of tension there. Mm. Yeah. Now, Lucilla has lots of connections because she's Augusta. 
Um, but Crispina, obviously, is married to the Emperor. Yeah. Now, according to one source, the straw that broke the camel's back was one night at the theatre, Lucilla had to give her box up for Crispina. Ooh. And Lucilla went, right, that's it, everyone must die. Slight overkill, maybe. Possibly. Well, that's what she wanted. Overkill. Yes. <laughs> In particular, she wanted her brother dead. Oh, really? And probably the wife as well. Is Lucy... I don't want to ruin any surprises. Is she, is she the sister that was in the film? I honestly don't know. I didn't think to look that up. The sister that's in the film, I don't think is hugely based on anyone in particular. Oh, just a random yeah, sister. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. I'll check. No, I didn't yeah. think to look that up. Right. If you're listening and you know, send us a postcard. Mm. Tell us. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so Lucilla comes up with a plot to kill Commodus, her brother. She's got several lovers on the go, because <laughs> why not? Um, so she convinces some of them to actually do the deed. Mm. In particular, Claudius Pompeianus. He was given the task of actually killing the emperor. And the plan? Different one. <laughs> I don't know, you went, ah, I know that name. No, different Pompeianus Damn. from last week. Yeah, so the plan was simple. Yeah. So there they are. We're back to the uh, we're back to the assassination room. Yay! With the, with the board. It's like, oh, Wipe the cobwebs off. Yeah. It does feel like we're back in the Julii Claudians, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Got family plotting against each other. Yeah, so, yeah, they clean the whiteboard, rub out the weird diagram of a sinking ship. What, yeah. what was that about? What's the, <laughs> was that roof falling in that room? <laughs> what, what was going on? There's a note down here. It says, it says Stabby Stabby. Should, yeah. we, should we just do that? So that's what they go for. Oh, good. Good old Stabby Stabby's back. Yeah. Nothing elaborate here. The plan was for Pompeianus to jump out of one of the arches in the Colosseum when um, yeah. Commodus walks past. Okay. And uh, Stabby Stabby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. And it would have worked too. Ooh. If it wasn't for those damn kids. <laughs> yes. Pesky kids. No, there were no kids. It would have worked if it wasn't for Pompeianus himself. Oh. Was he yes. holding the knife the wrong way around? <laughs> No, even more ridiculous. Oh, really? <laughs> in a way, yeah. So the day comes, and there he is, Pompeianus. He's hiding in the arch. He can see the emperor coming closer. Yeah. Praetorian guard are around him, so he is defended. Yeah. But he's willing to lay down his life. He's dedicated to the cause. He jumps out. He's within striking distance of the emperor. Yeah. What do you think he does? Does he slip? No, doesn't slip. Just give up? Does he stab himself? <laughs> That would be amazing. No, he decides that's the perfect opportunity to make a dramatic announcement. Oh. And says, this dagger, the Senate sends thee. And by that point, the Praetorian Guard grab him. Yeah, can you finish his sentence? No. Yeah. Grab you... thee and I will... <laughs> he had a whole scroll. Well, maybe, maybe you did get through the whole scroll. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just not reported. <laughs> and another thing I'm annoyed about. Yes. Yeah. So if he just jumped out and did the stabby stabby and then said, yeah. said it, so it would have worked, yeah. but no, he had to get all dramatic, so oh. he's caught. And also, he's um, one of those kind of assassins that says, I'll never give up my co-conspirator. Oh, go on then, I will. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> whatever you want. I'll yeah. tell you, everyone. Take those feathers away from my feet. <laughs> yeah, promptly gives up the names of the people involved, Brilliant. or at least most of them, Ooh, okay. as we will see. Lucilla was exiled to to Capri. Ah, See, Capri's old haunting. It really is like we're doing yeah. Julia Cardians again, isn't it? Goodness me. Yeah, getting deja vu flashbacks. Yeah, so after Capri, she goes, she can't kill her off. She's uh, Augusta. So she, 
could. Well, it could, especially if you just waited a little while while she was out of sight, out of mind, and then yeah. just send a little assassin over a couple of months yeah. later. Yeah, that's what he does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she does die just exiled first. Yeah. But the plot hadn't been fully uncovered. Ooh. One of the Praetorian prefects, obviously. Wow. Yeah. See, we're back. We're back oh, in Julia yeah. Claudian's eyes. <laughs> One of the Praetorian prefects, called Paternius, was involved in the plot, but he hadn't been discovered. Not sure how he got away with that, but he did. He approached the other Praetorian prefect, remember that's usually two. Yes. His name is Perennis. And together, they decide that this is the perfect opportunity to kill Ceteris. That he's the one ruling the empire. Yes, then. I think we can do this now. What? The conspirators that tried to kill Commodus will be blamed yeah. for Ceteris being killed. So where's the logic in that? Because you'd think, right, there are two guys here. We've got Commodus, who's just a party animal and crazy. Yeah. And we've got the one guy that's keeping the empire stable by running it. Who should we kill? Let's go for the stable guy. Well, they tried to kill Commodus. It failed. So they think, oh, yeah, well, what else can we do? We can kill Ceteris. Let's go for him. Because no one likes him. All right. Right. <laughs> no, no one does like him. Not at all. So he gets killed. <laughs> and he does. That right. plot works. So Ceteris is dead. Aww. Yeah. So that was um, Paternius and Perennis. The two Praetorian prefects kill him off. However, in a brilliant act of revenge, no, revenge is the wrong word, just being a not very nice person, I suppose, yeah. um, Perennis betrays Paternius. Oh. And goes to Commodus and say it was actually Paternius who um, came up with the plan, and it was Ooh. all his fault to kill Ceteris. So, mm. Paternius is exiled. Not exiled, sorry, executed. Exe oh, executed, gosh. yes. And Perennis is now in charge of the Empire. Oh, yeah. So that's why he did it. He was bumping himself up. That's a so good Perennis is now in charge. Also, around this time, I'm just going to throw another name in there, but he's important later, a man called Cleander who, according to some sources, is the person who physically killed Ceteris, becomes Commodus's best friend. You can only assume Commodus doesn't know about any of this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you'll be my friend, you look trusty. Is that a dagger in your hand, covered in yeah. my friend's blood? Yeah, what's behind your back? No. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, I've, I've heard your name. Yeah, your name is engraved on that knife in <laughs> a friend's face. <laughs> I remember. Right. So that might have been a little bit confusing there, but just to sum up, we've still got Commodus not doing anything. We now have yeah. Perennis in charge, yeah. but we've also got Cleander hovering around, whispering into the Emperor's ear. Okay. Right. Okay. Under this agreement, then, and I'm quoting from the Historia Augusta here, Commodus lived, rioting in the palace amid banquets and in baths among with 300 concubines, gathered together for, for their beauty, and chosen from both matrons and harlots, and with minions, also 300 in number, whom he had collected by force and purchased indiscriminately from the common people and the nobles solely on the basis of bodily beauty. So he is gathering hmm. any person of any age or sex that he thinks is attractive, and forcing them to live with him and uh, hmm. probably get to know him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a big meet and greet. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what it is. That's what's going on day to day. Yeah. If he's not getting to know these people, hmm. he is spending his time training to be a gladiator at this point. Oh. oh. Yes. Oh, yes. That's Cause... something the film did get right. Yes. He did he love fight. 
and he was apparently very good. I'll go into detail in the Probium Crasium, but yes, it wasn't um, a case of, oh, he thought he was great. From yeah. all accounts, he was pretty good. All right. Yeah. Well, he beat Maximus. So. Well, he did beat Maximus. Well, he had a slight advantage. but And he didn't actually, did he? He died in the end. Well, the no, film. that's true. After yeah. he had a massive disadvantage. Well, Maximus did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> After all this craziness that happened, Commodus decided to spend some time out of Rome and rarely appeared in public from this point on. He was oh, really? worried he was going to get um, assassinated. The only times he really appeared in public was when he was in the middle of the Colosseum fighting. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apart from that, no one really saw him. He became very paranoid and vicious in his judgments. Gibbon says, When Commodus had once tasted human blood, he became incapable of pity or remorse. He's like a, like a lion. Or a vampire. Is he a vampire? Maybe he's a vampire. Oh. Maybe a lion vampire. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> right, shortly after this, war erupts in Dacia. Again. Yeah. Yeah. More war up north. Um, but there are very little details on this. Yeah. It doesn't seem a very big thing. Right. That's about all I can tell you about it, mm. apart from two generals were involved putting it down, um, called Albius and Niger. Albius Dumbledore. Alb- Albert and Nigel. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Albert and Nigel. They'll come back into it. Nigel! <laughs> Nigel! Grab yeah. your spear! <laughs> barbarians are back! What's that, Albert? The barbarians are back! Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, they, they sorted that out. They yeah. sound really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't get an episode to themselves, but they definitely come back into the story. Brilliant. They do. Right, so they were able to distinguish themselves and start to build up a power base. Okay. Right. Ooh, power. Yeah. In 184, in Britain, in our hometown, there was a push <laughs> to retake the Antonine Wall. Remember after oh, the yes. Antonine Wall was built, it was abandoned. Is that the one further in Scotland? Yes. Because there's the Hadrian Wall that yeah. kind of borders then the one further up. That's the one. Yes. So yeah, and it got abandoned, if you remember, oh. I think it was eight yeah. years after. So it had been abbandoned for a while now. And it took so, like 20 years ago. Yes. So there was a push to go and get it back because they realised that was ridiculous. Um, but the legion stationed in Britain revolted and declared Priscus Emperor. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think Priscus did? Stay in Britain. Um, no, he went, no, I'm not going to be oh. the emperor. <laughs> Commodus will kill me. He's mad. So he'd, yeah, he just refused. Um, the legions seemed to go, oh, okay then. Yeah. Um, Perennis, remember he's in charge now, called the legions of the troublemakers. He came down very harshly. Oh, okay. Yeah. This did not endear Perennis to the legions or the legions to Perennis. Oh, dear. No. If there's one group you want behind you, it's the army. Yes. Definitely do. Shortly after this, a famous philosopher publicly denounced Perennis in the games. Ooh. The philosopher was immediately executed. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That was fast. That was I would fast. like to say I don't quite agree with all of Perennis's arguments. <laughs> Just arrows. Comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, people are not enjoying Perennis, but again, Perennis seems to be doing an okay job, even yeah. more so than Soteris did. The Empire is ticking over, a little bit of a police state, <laughs> and the Empire, Emperor himself is doing whatever he wants, but it's, it's going. Yeah. It's going. Dio claims that Perennis was not corrupt, merely ruthless, Ooh. and the state functioned under him. However, the next year, a group of soldiers from Britain who had been drafted to Italy were given an audience with the emperor. So these are the soldiers that were linked to the ones that revolted and marched on Rome. 
Ooh. It wasn't a march on Rome like we're coming to invade. It, was, it wasn't a big group. No. It was, some suggest that it was part of a transfer. Right. But it's still a bit odd they managed to see the Emperor. Yeah. How do you think they wangled them away into the Emperor? Do you know? I know. Give you a clue. A gift? Think of one of the names I've not mentioned for a while. Cleander. Cleander. That's it. Remember, he's whispering in Commodus's ear at the moment. Yeah. And at the moment, he's whispering things like, why don't you see these soldiers from Britain that hate Perennis? Yeah. So, so the the emperor's meeting them. Yes, not Perennis, the actual emperor, Commodus. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, uh, same badly for Perennis. It does. Yes. It does. The soldiers convince Commodus that Perennis was plotting to overthrow him nice. and make his son the emperor. Mm. And Commodus was more than happy to believe this, since Cleander had been whispering in his ear that this might yeah. happen for so long. So goodbye to Perennis. Okay. So that's the second person who was running the emperor empire dead. Excellent. And you could probably guess who takes his place. Cleander? Cleander, yes. Excellent. Cleander's plot worked perfectly. Perennis was executed along with his wife and son. Oh. Yes. What followed was like the old purges in Julii Claudian times. Oh dear. That's right. Treason, the treason trials are back. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been. It's almost a hundred years. The treason trials are back. Anyone who even looked at the emperor in the funny way or annoyed Cleander was killed. Excellent. Including the governor of Britannia. Oh no. Yeah. So Pertinax went to go and take over. Just in drop, Britain. Yeah. Just drop his name and just so you don't Pertinax. forget that name. Pertinax. Remember Pertinax. You might want to in your notes just draw a little arrow from Pertinax to Albert and Nigel. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Just remember. Do you want to put a little crown on Pertinax or something? Like a, a reef oh, or something? I, I don't know, because who knows what's going to happen between those two. No, it's no. for a future episode. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cleander then takes over the reins of government and sets about a policy of making sure that he gets as rich as possible. That sounds like a policy to me. <laughs> Imagine on the election tour. Oh. <laughs> what are you going to bring, Cleander? Well, I want me to be rich. <laughs> So that's what I'm going to do. And, and how will that benefit the regular people, Cleander? It won't. Um, okay. Are you hoping for a trickle-down effect? No. I'm pulling <laughs> it all for myself. <laughs> I want a nice retirement. Yeah. After a long, rich life. Yeah. With the full support of Commodus, he sold positions in the Senate, while at the same time using treason trials to get rid of unwanted senators. Ooh. The Senate at this time, time is gutted. The body of the Senate was reduced to a husk of what it was, now mostly filled with Commodus's supporters who had bribed their way in. Cleander also sold governorships, Ooh. army commands, consulships, anything that wasn't nailed down, he sold it, basically. Wow. Yeah. So basically, the, the, the everywhere is now full of Commodus and Cleander's pub friends. Yes, basically. Mates. Yeah. You've got to the point where there's no one even capable of taking <laughs> over the reins anymore because they've all been removed from mm. power. It's just a bunch of sycophants running around drinking. The empire is spiralling. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. This is less than a decade yeah. after the golden age. <laughs> wow. It is amazing how quickly this tanks. Right. Goodness me. With the internal political scene falling apart in Rome, the army starts to feel the strain of corruption seeping from the ruling class. Large numbers of deserters... Um, caused trouble in Gaul. Once again, uh, Niger, Nigel um, yeah. was able to suppress the problem, but it was a uh, touch and go for a while. In 187, 
one of the leaders of the deserters, uh, a man named Maternius. He pulled all the deserters together, yeah. saw himself as a second Spartacus, Ooh. and started rampaging around Gaul. Oh. Now, when Nigel managed to put him down, <laughs> he survived, Maternius did, so he decided to assassinate Commodus. Ooh. And the plan was this. He'd split up, all his um, people would split up, go over the Alps, infiltrate Rome without anyone noticing, yeah. and then during a festival where everyone was dressed in masks and oh. dressed up in different clothes, they would infiltrate the festival and he got hold of some Praetorian guard oh. uniforms. That's like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it is. I was thinking more it's like uh, Star Wars, where they get onto the Death Star. Oh, where they put the costume? Yeah, yeah they put yeah. Stormtrooper costumes on. Oh, so he's yeah. essentially doing that. They put their stormtrooper costumes on. They go into the into Rome and they try and get to Commodus. Oh. And it would have worked too if it wasn't for those damn kids. <laughs> damn kids. In this case, those damn kids were um, just one member of the plot. Didn't like Maternius. Oh, oh. Maternius had insulted him at one point. Oh, maybe called his beard silly, and uh, he oh. decided to go and tell the real Praetorian guard what was going on. So, see, you can't you can't move together unless you're all together. Exactly. Right. Commodus not too happy about this. No, he wouldn't be. No, it wasn't a case of his life was saved by his amazing Praetorian guard. It was only because Maternius happened to insult someone's beard at one point. He was still alive. Yeah, so the guard yeah. wasn't really on the ball. No, not really. Around this time, also, Pertinax uncovered another plot on the Emperor's life by Commodus' brother-in-law. Although I can't find out much details about that. Let's call him Maximus, and he was forced to be a gladiator. Yes, that's what happened there. Right. Cleander was not without opposition, though. Oh. Burrus, who is Commodus' brother-in-law... Burrus? Yes. We've come across that name before, different words yeah, there. Right. Um, this is Commodus' brother-in-law. Now, this is possibly the same one that Pertinax uncovers. This might be the same thing with different names, but it might be two yeah. separate things. Um, supposedly reporting all of Cleander's doing straight to the Emperor. Right. So Cleander was able to execute the brother-in-law mm. on treason charges. Mm. So this suggests that Commodus did actually have some inside people keeping an eye on Cleander. Okay. But Cleander managed to kill his brother-in-law. Now, whether this is the same brother-in-law that Pertinax said was up to no good, I yeah. don't know. But something was going on there. Commodus, obviously not very happy. No. Either his spy was executed, or <laughs> his brother-in-law was plotting to kill him. Either way, not good for Commodus. No. So Commodus withdraws even more from public life. Brilliant. Yes. People see him less and less. Around this time, he accuses his wife of infidelity. Ooh. Commodus obviously hated the idea of infidelity. Yeah. Which is why he kept those 600 people around him. Yeah. Yeah. Exiled her to Capri. Oh. Probably guess what happened to her after that. She died. She died. Yeah, just like sister, killed shortly afterwards. He did not meet, remarry, but took a mistress called Marcia. Make a note of her name. Marcia. Marcia. So, Cleander... Realising that the Praetorians posed the largest threat, yeah. devised a brilliant strategy to keep them powerless. Take away their swords. No, no not quite. Take it's, away their shoes. It's even better than that. It's a really good, in a way, in a really <laughs> stupid way. He would keep hiring and firing the Praetorian prefects constantly, ensuring oh. none of them could get any power. Oh. And it's most extreme, one of them only had the job for six hours. Wow. Yeah. So he would just continuously just whirl people around so no one could go, right, this is ridiculous, let's yeah. take them out. Everyone was un unfooted. Unfooted? That's not not the word. Unseated. Be unseated. Unbedded. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Right. 
Eventually, though, you realise it's it can't go on forever. The guard would just collapse if he continued, and you kind of need the Praetorian Guard. So oh, yeah. he creates a new office called the Dagger Bearer, which is a very cool-sounding office. That is, that's quite yeah. cool. The Dagger Bearer was basically in charge of the two Praetorian prefects. All right. So you've still got your prefects, but now you've got one person above that. Okay. So and then he scoured Rome for a very sensible, non-corrupt, conscientious person and gave oh, yeah. him the job. Oh, who is this? No, he didn't do that. He uh, oh. <laughs> he gave himself that job. Of course he did. So Cleander yeah. is now the dagger bearer. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So he continues to sell offices still. The pinnacle of this being in 190, where 25 people were console in one year. Wow, that's two a month. Yes. Yeah. <whistles> it's uh, no gone are the days where being a console was uh, prestigious. Pres- prestigious. Prestigious thing where. Uh, you were there all year. No, that's yeah. gone. Right, same year, 190, Rome faced a food shortage. The man in charge of grain had no trouble whatsoever managing to convince everyone that it was actually Cleander's fault. Because yeah. everyone hated Cleander by this point. Scapegoat. Yes. Very rich scapegoat. Yes. So at the start of the, um, the day of chariot races, a group of children were sent out onto the track with anti-Cleander banners. Oh, no. The idea is... The Praetorian Guard wouldn't just run down a group of children like they would normal protesters. Yeah. And you'll be pleased to know it works. Oh, really? The children are not run down. <laughs> Amazingly. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be like these little boy, three year olds, four year olds, homemade painted banners, little hand pink, you know, painted handprints on. Yeah. Little cartoony face drawn in. Yeah, big, sort of big with paint. Their yeah. face is attached to their legs and their arms. Yeah. And they've got sad faces. Saying, and the... Cleander, where's my food? Yeah, all spelt wrong. Yeah, that's what they had. And, and they just they don't even know what they're holding. It's been told to write it by their yeah. teacher. Go go out there, and if you see any horses, then... Run. Well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> One less book to mark. I'll figure. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> but the plan works. Children are fine. Um, and the spectators soon turn into a mob. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's very grayscale, that. I'm not sure when exactly that happens. But I'd say at least 65% of, what? of every 10, so six and a half people. Are doing what, though? Mobbing. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's a mob now, and they head to Cleander's house. Cleander scarpers quickly and heads back to his house um, to protest. So Cleander orders the Praetorian Guard to disperse the crowd. Hmm. However... The city prefect, I've mentioned that before a while yes. ago, in charge of essentially the police force. They're not as prestigious as the Praetorian Guard. No. They're looked down upon a bit, but they're still a force in Rome. Yeah. They have a new commander. It's Pertinax, back Ooh. from Britain. And Pertinax goes, right, guys, there's a big mob out there. I want you to go out and support them. Ooh. Drive off the Praetorians. Ooh. Those swanky Praetorians obviously has no trouble convincing the city no. guard to do that. They hate the Praetorians. Yeah. Yeah. So they drive the Praetorians back. So Cleander scarpers. He abandons the city and rushes to Commodus. Now Gibbon claims that it would have been death for almost anyone to approach the Emperor with such bad news. Yeah. He says something about Commodus, one mm. of those people who just kills people if mm. he doesn't like what he hears. I know the messenger. So um they convince Marcia his, uh, his concubine, oh, to yeah. go and break the news. Ooh. She manages to do it without being killed because, yeah, okay. uh, because she's Marcia. Yeah. Okay. And she knows the Emperor well. <laughs> Commodus, upon hearing what happens, promptly decides 
the best course of action. What do you think the best course of action is? Fight the mob. Oh, wouldn't surprise me if that was his decision. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is just to kill Cleander. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that? The mob want to kill Cleander? Go on, then. <laughs> Brilliant. No skin I've off my nose. Best friend for 20 years? Yeah. yeah. Go on, then. I... Can only imagine Cleander was probably in the room when that decision was made. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and he's sitting there, he's finally feeling safe. Yeah. A really hectic day. Commodus, they're after me. What are we gonna do? Well, they want to kill you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, they chop his head off there and then. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and his family. Oh, you don't need to do. For good measure. And um, also, Cleander had got to know quite a few of those 300 concubines. Oh, did he? And oh. they had a lot of children. Oh. A lot of illegitimate children. Oh. Well, they have to go, don't they? Oh, man. As do the concubines. Oh, what? Yeah. It literally is, at this point, anyone who has even brushed past Cleander is yeah. killed. They huge purge. Biggest one so far. Wow. Mass death. The general population... Mm. They're satisfied with this. Yeah. The mob dies down. Cleander's gone. Yeah. But bad news for anyone who was in Cleander's inner circle, mm. which is a lot of people. Because yeah. remember, the Senate and everyone is now full of Cleander supporters because they bribed him to get in there. So that's now going to bring another element of instability, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Commodus is 29 at this point and decides it's time to take things seriously <laughs> and take command of government himself. So after oh, three people good. running the empire for him, he's going to do it himself. That's it. Well, I'm 29 now, so... Yeah. Um... So you'll know what it's like. Wow. Time, time to take the job seriously. Grab the ball by the horns. Unfortunately, by this time, Commodus has become completely unhinged from the reality. <laughs> this is possibly the worst possible time he could have decided to take charge himself. Yes. Oh, dear. Yes. He decided that he was Hercules. What? Yeah. The mythical Greek hero. Yeah, he is Hercules. Being deified after death was... Well, that's what happened when you were an emperor. Yeah. That was fine. Declaring yourself a living god, like Caligula did... Yes. A little bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. Declaring that you were, in fact, in real life, a real god that's already exists, that's definitely a step too far. Yeah. Because Caligula just said, I'm a god already. Yeah. Commodus is saying, I am Hercules. You see that statue there? That's me. Mm. Who's my dad? No, it's not Marcus Aurelius. Jupiter's my dad. Oh. It it was literal. He is Hercules. Oh. Yeah. Kido. Statues of Commodus appeared all over the empire at this point of him dressed as Hercules, so with the club and the yeah the lion. Oh, because he killed a lion, didn't he? Yes. Because Hercules yeah. was known for he accidentally killed his wife and kids, didn't he? He had to do the trials. Oh, did he? He did yeah, seven trials. He had to do seven things. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, so um, he starts wandering around with a club at this point. Uh, yeah, he takes this very seriously. In 191, a great fire destroys a large portion of Rome. Commodus sees this as an excellent opportunity. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, very much like Nero did. Yeah, did he, yes. What did he build? Yeah, it's not so much a building. Um, he decides that Rome, Rome's had enough. Um, no more Rome. The new city is going to be refounded on the foundations of Rome. Mm. It's now called Commodia. After his own name. Yes. Com it is now the city of Commodus. That is its official name. Yeah. He also changed all of the names of the months. All of them. <laughs> yeah. 
to all of his names. He has 12 names at the Commodus time. Commodus 1, Commodus 2. <laughs> yeah, I'll go into more details. He does some other name changing. I'll go into the details later. He removed the head of the Colossus statue. That's still knocking around. Oh, wow. Yeah, remember it was Nero and then it got um, changed into a sun god. Yeah. Yeah, right. Now, guess who it resembles? Commodus. Commodus. Or yeah. Hercules. Well, yeah. One and the same. Uh, he actually had a massive club made for the Colossus. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, he did love his club. <laughs> um, yeah, his behaviour becomes more and more erratic, and he continues to kill anyone he saw as a threat. At the end of 193, one of the Praetorian prefects called Latus hatches another plot against the Emperor. Another one? Yes. They realise that it's now or never. <laughs> the rumour is that Marcia happened to see some paperwork ordering the deaths of Marcia and Latius, and according to some sources, Pertinax as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Marcia goes to Latus, and Latus goes, right, we've got to kill him off them. So together they come up with a plan. So it's back right. to the assassination room. They've tried Stabby Stabby. Brilliant. What they're going to go for now? Poisony Poisony. Poisony Poisony, yeah. yeah. It's less imaginative in yeah. these later days. That's all right. But that's what they go for. They go for the poison. So, depending on who you believe, yeah. Marcia either, on the 31st of December, so New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah. 193, poisons Commodus's beef, or wine. Poison something. Poison something. Beef or wine, or both. Wine would be easier, wouldn't it? I wouldn't even know how to begin to poison beef, unless it was like mushrooms like Cordius. Or in the sauce that goes on it, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, the point is... Um, I wonder what cut it was. The best, I imagine. Mm. Yeah. Commodus eats, drinks, whatever it is, and then vomits everything up. That's true with poison, isn't it? That is. You need a more fast-acting one. Yeah. He doesn't feel very well, so he decides to go to the baths. He apparently had baths all the time, several a day. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like, right, I'm off to the baths. I, I don't feel too good. Poisoned. So, yeah. Marcia goes, oh, no, he's vomited it up. Did he take enough? Is he going to die? We don't know. So hastily, they go back to the drawing room. Excellent. So no stabby stabby, no poisony. What can they do? Killy killy. <laughs> yes. He's going to the baths. He's going to the baths. Drown. Ah, not bad, not bad. They approach Narcissus. Narcissus is an athlete. What a great name. Who trains Commodus. Because Commodus is really into his training. He loves being a gladiator. So he's yeah. he's Commodus's trainer. Yeah. They approach him and say, if you go into the baths and, you know, sort him out, <laughs> we'll give you anything you want. <laughs> Pretty much. You could even be the emperor if you were. Yeah. So Narcissus, after clarifying what sorts him out means, yeah, that's some things he's just not going to do. But uh, <laughs> there's but, no uh, amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he he goes in there, um, and for some reason this image has always struck with me, possibly more than any other image in the history of Rome. Is well, it's this. It's the idea of Commodus in his baths. It's dark room. He doesn't feel very well. He's sitting in this massive tub, mm. going, "Oh, I don't feel very well." As his personal trainer slowly sneaks up behind him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just stuck in my head. So Narcissus grabs him, strangles him, and leaves him floating in the water. Oh. Yes. Or goes into his bedroom where he is and stabs him, depending on the source. Yeah. Okay. But I prefer the first one, so I went with that one. Yeah, that's a bit more. I think strangled in the bath is better. So, when he recovers from that, 
that's when he's killed in, in the, the Colosseum. In the Colosseum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Actually, maybe his personal trainer was called Maximus. Maybe that was a mistake there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. If you've not seen the film Gladiator. <laughs> Yeah. You might be getting confused. Surely you've seen the film Gladiator, though. Right. Yeah, so there you go. Commodus is dead. Narcissus agreed... Oh, no, I've already said that. But... So the Senate hastily declares Commodus a public enemy Ooh. and voided all of his crazy laws and announced Pertinax emperor. Ah. Oh, Pertinax, where's he come from? We're going to why it was Pertinax yeah. next week. Didn't see that one coming. No, did you not? No. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, he is on the posters behind him. He, he is on the poster. Hey, yeah. So there you go. That's that's Commodus. What do you think? Yeah, he he seemed to get more crazy. Yes. I'm looking forward to Reprobium crazy. Yes, he he definitely got crazier as mm. time went by. Yeah, and he very much just let other people run the empire. Yeah, he just wanted a party. He's yeah. He's what I. That's what I would have done if I was Emperor <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, possibly. that's exactly what I'd have done. That's why you shouldn't let teenagers be emperors. Yeah, it doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Right. Okay. Should we rate him then? Yes, that's Rankium. Okay. Fightius Maximus. Okay, the good. There were small revolts and fighting that occurred. Okay. And they were all dealt with. That's good. That's it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was waiting then. Yeah, no. Okay. Al- Albert, Pertinax, and Nigel managed to put everything down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the good. Um, the bad. He abandoned the war that Rome was about to win. However, like I said, there is debate on whether actually that was necessarily a bad thing or not. Because remember, um, Hadrian did that with Trajan's war. Yes, he did. He's not hugely criticised for that, so it's not necessarily hugely bad. Positive outcomes. But there's not really any fighting for him to do. Not really. But despite that, the army just start to go downhill. Yes. Because they're just not being looked after. Rubs them the wrong way. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I've got for fighting Maximus. There's a tiny revolt. There was it was a very peaceful reign externally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's I it. mean, can we give him a few points on the fact that he was quite good at fighting? He, you know, he's really into that kind of stuff. Oh, you know what? I can't believe I overlooked that, but you're right. Personal fighty. He was very good at fighting. Mm. Yeah. I won't get him much in terms of a whole empire perspective. No, but he it? definitely deserves a couple. He was apparently very efficient with all weapons. Oh, he trained cool. with all sorts. He was left-handed and made proud of it. Oh, le- oh that's the evil hand. That is the evil hand. Yeah. Um, but he was... Well, yeah, exactly. That's why he, he did it. Uh, he, yeah. did, he had inscribed, if I'm remembering correctly, it's uh, the base of the Colossus. I've not got it in my notes, but it's something along the lines of the best left-handed swordsman in the world. I've killed lots of people. Yeah, blood, blood, blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was proud about being left-handed. It was also um, make it difficult for his opponents, obviously. Oh, that's true. Fighting yes. right-handed people. He was also meant to be an excellent shot with an arrow. Right. And I'll go into more detail in that later. So, yeah, let's, <laughs> g- let's give him a, a couple of points for that. Yeah. So that's two for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give him two as well for being a very good personal fighter. There we go. So that's I, that seems generous though. Four in total. <laughs> I always want to bring. No, that's, that's four out of twenty though. That's yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So Topes, he got four. Yeah, that's four for Fightius Maximus. Probium crazy. Okay. Probium crazy. Yay! A little bit longer this one. This is the longest one since Caligula. Brilliant. Let's do it. Right. No particular order to these, apart from I Brilliant. generally put the least crazy at the start, and it got, gets a bit more crazy at the end. Excellent. Let's do this. So I'll start with... 
he would eat in the bath. My wife does that. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's a... actually. Yeah, no, my partner does that. She, but she eats sweets. Not oh, sweets seems fine to me. Sandwiches and all sorts. Sandwiches in the bath. Yeah. I wonder if she does everything else on the list. We'll find out. We'll find Keep naming out. them. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to uh, quote for the next one. Even as a child, he was gluttonous and lewd. While as a youth, he disgraced every class of men in his company and was disgraced in turn by them. Whoever ridiculed him, he cast to the wild beasts. And one man, who had merely read a book by Suetonius containing the life of Caligula, he ordered cast to wild beasts because Caligula and he had the same birthday. That's a bit crazy. It's a bit crazy. Good job you weren't alive at the time. It was a, you've read about Caligula, we've got the same birthday, you're saying I'm like Caligula, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) The worst argument in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The irony is just, do you think this is like Caligula reincarnated? Possibly. Maybe he's back. Caligula 2. This this time time. it's it's (laughs) personal. (laughs) This time it's crazier. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Actually, I don't know if it is crazier. It's hard to be Caligula's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll okay. See. He had his own chariot race track and would ride in private. Well, no one else. <laughs> well, I won again. <laughs> no, I'm guessing there were people there, but um, yeah, this was in the early days where he was at least sane enough to realise that would be frowned upon. <laughs> chariot racing was something slaves did, certainly not the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. So he would do it in private. Ooh. Okay. He invented a trip to Africa, so he then got all the money off the Senate. Because he needed to pay for the trip to Africa. Yeah. But he didn't go to Africa. He used all that money buying chariot racing stuff. Like new wheels and yeah. paint and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Maybe like go faster stripes on it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And LED lights underneath. Oh. Suspension. Oh, the, the bouncing. Bouncy one. suspension. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And Good. one of those little fin things at the end that goes up and yeah. down to make it go faster. Yeah. Probably LED strip lights under the horse's hooves as well. Oh, bling. Yeah. Souped, souped up stereo in the back of the horse's Oh, thighs. massive. Sub, like the whole back of the, the chariot is a subwoofer. I was, I was thinking, make the horses. Like holler at the horse? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So that's what he did. Awesome. Yeah. Right. When he was 12, he got into a bath. Probably with a snack in his hand. <laughs> and the water was not warm enough for his liking, so he ordered the slave in charge of the bath to be cast into the furnace. A sheepskin was burned in order to make the young heir think that his order had been carried through. This just seems like insanely bad parenting to me. Yeah. Well done for not actually burning the slave, but mm. why make him think he got away with that? Why not just say, no, we don't burn people alive just because they yeah. ran a tepid bath? Yeah. Bad Commodus. Yeah. That would teach him that no means no. <laughs> now he thinks he no, can thinks do what he, do what he wants. wants. Yeah. Dear old dear. Oh. Right. Okay, he would keep his own personal brothel in his palace. And he kept women who, there who he thought were particularly beautiful. So if he just saw someone he thought was beautiful, he'd just take them. Uh-oh. And there you go. They are now one of his concubines. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He pushed one senator into a bath when he was fully robed. <laughs> which is a little bit mean. But then, after dragging him out, forced the senator to strip and then dance with symbols for his concubine's pleasure. Ooh. So just utter humiliation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He kept slaves near him named after the private parts of men and women. <laughs> and his mother. 
Oh. And then he'd quite often go around kissing them all. Oh. Bit weird. But it's good you can say, ha, I've just kissed a, you know, big thingy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great big thingy. It's... Strangely, it's the mother one that's disturbing me more. Yeah. Being with Try ignore that. Being with the other two. Mm. What, what's going on there, Commodus? Ooh, right. Let me kiss Faustina. Ooh. Yeah. Mummy, where did you leave? Right. Uh, some suggestions that he knew quite well at least one of his sisters, if not more. Mm. But this, there's not much evidence. It's I could find only one line in the Historia Augusta, and it doesn't dwell on it at all. It doesn't even make it really clear that it means full-on relationships. Yeah. But the insinuation's there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a chance that was going Well, Hamlin Gladiator. Yeah, Hamlin Gladiator. So let's say it definitely happened. Yes. Right. Not only did he change the name of the city, he <laughs> also changed the name of all the months, as I mentioned. Yeah. So the month now ran like this. Amazonius, Invictus, Felix, Pius, Lucius, Aelius, Aurelius, Commodus, Augustus, Hercules, Romanus... Exeparatius. So what month would you have been born in then? I would have been born, if this is the correct order, in Invictus. I would have been born in Pius. Ah, so yeah. that must mean I'm hard working. Yeah. Note the complete lack of Germanicus, despite yes. the fact technically that was one of his names and he didn't choose it. The form. Mm. He would have been getting points there. <gasps> yes, bring back Germanicus. Yeah. Hashtag bring back Germanicus. Yeah. And he doesn't bother. Ah, oh, missed opportunity. Yeah. And... He's got Augustus, mm. so August is still on there, but yes. it's not August. That's September now, I think. Oh, One, what? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, September's now August. Yeah, oh, that, that's rubbish. Oh, yeah. Mental. Crazy. Right, he renamed the Senate as well. Oh, okay. He calls them Commodus's Fortunate Senate. <laughs> You're so lucky to be yeah, working you, for me. Yeah, you can just tell that was just him taking the biscuit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Here we go. Surgery time. Oh, oh. He quite often liked to pretend to be a surgeon. Oh, no. And would perform on people. Oh. Mostly bloodlettings. Oh. Because they're easy, aren't they? <laughs> he's, got, he's got to stab something sharp in. Yeah. Could you imagine? You're there waiting in the hospital waiting room, which probably isn't too good in Roman times. No. You need... Really bad magazines. Yeah. And you're there, you've got... Gonna have your toe off or something. Is that who, who, who's the surgeon today? Oh, that would be Commodus. Oh. <laughs> Same Commodus I saw in the arena yesterday. Gutting a man. Oh. Yeah, that, that'll be the one. <laughs> or you, even worse, like you, go, you go to your GP and you say, Oh, I've got a bit of, I think I've got a cold or a bit of an infection. I feel bad. Okay. I'll recommend surgery. <laughs> um, you just head into that waiting room there. The surgeon's very, very eager to try some bloodletting <laughs> on you. He's got a new collection of spoons he wants to try out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a very blunt fork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He would set out dishes that had human feces mixed in them. What? Yeah, so people would come round and he'd put out dishes that had human feces in them. Why? In order to make people eat and not suspect anything, he'd eat them himself. And then he would mock people as soon as they'd had some. Yeah. That's like, that's like going to war... Going into the the recovery room where, where your friend's been shot in the in the arm, yeah, and then shooting yourself in the foot, going, ah, "You've been shot." Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Who knows what was going on there? Bit strange, right? He also served up 
keeping on the uh, dinner party theme. Good. Um, living hunchbacks on a silver platter, covered in mustard. What? Yes. Did they eat the what? No, fortunately they weren't killed and eaten. In fact, apparently he then gave these hunchback, these poor people, <laughs> um, a whole bunch of money and let them go. It was just a, a joke. Imagine on the menu, you say, oh, what's a hunchback in mustard? That's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> Sounds like a nice entree. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's actually a... Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer trying the poo dish. <laughs> Right, I'm very suspicious. <laughs> right, his uh, his purges were particularly brutal. Mm. He would um he would wipe out entire branches of families if he thought one member had done him wrong. Yeah, it wasn't a case of I'll kill you. It wasn't even I'll kill you and your children. It was I'll kill you and your children and your children's children and your Good. wife's dog and his cousin oh. and the milkman and your neighbor's pet parrot. Yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, he was brutal, especially towards the end. Um, it said that if he ever heard anyone express a wish to die, however disingenuous, <laughs> he'd make sure it happened. See, that's Caligula. Yeah. That's Senator. Exactly. Oh, wish Very me. similar. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, oh, I've been working so hard all week, I wish I was dead. <sighs> Don't do that. Nope. Don't say that, ever. Nope. No. Yeah. He would invent plots against him. What? Not that he needed to, they were enough. <laughs> um, he'd invent them to give him an excuse to go around purging some more. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Yeah. He once cut open the belly of a really large man just to see what would happen when the innards fell out. Oh. Now, I hope it really wasn't just to see that. I'm hoping there was at least some pretext, but, yeah, apparently he did it when the man was standing, so everything just fell onto the floor. Oh, he tried to just flop out onto the floor. Yeah, oh. nasty. He he liked to give people nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like One Eye and One Foot. They weren't very original. No. I'm guessing these are people that had One Eye and One Foot. Yeah. Guess why they had one eye and one foot? He took them out. Because he took them out, yeah. So yeah. I've got this nickname I want to use on somebody, but I can't find anyone <laughs> a, with one eye. One eye just rolls off the tongue. It sounds good. Steve, come here a bit. Steve, one eye Steve. Come over. Why are you calling me one eye Steve? Just come over here. You'll find out. <laughs> oh, right. can you pass me that spoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do that. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. He murdered a senator um, during a meal by poisoning his figs. His what? Figs. Oh, figs. Yeah, figs. Yeah, Even the Vicks, like the Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> no, that would be interesting, though. Um, he wandered around with that club I've already mentioned of Hercules. Yeah. Now, he'd use the club. <laughs> he'd quite often use it to smash people's faces or animals that came near him if he disliked them. Yeah. I'm guessing... It wasn't just for show. He would actually just attack people with the club. Oh, yeah, during religious ceremonies, apparently he would occasionally get small statues of the gods that they, that were being worshipped, and smash in the face the priests that were worshipping the god. Yeah, why so would he, you do that? No, no, what, no. I don't An know. Old gentle priest wearing a cardigan. Yeah, just made his cup of tea. Yeah, a stand nice up gentle front, prayer. Just giving a little story. But I should be nice to each other. And then Caligula comes along, yeah. grabs the statue. Commodus. Oh, you see now I'm doing yes. that. I'm Caligula. Yeah. yeah, Commodus comes along, smashes him in the I, face. I just, I, yeah, I just imagine the priest looking the other way. He's doing this roar behind him, turns around, see this guy with a lion's skin running down <laughs> a club. Going, 
<laughs> and just <laughs> statue of Jupiter spinning in the air <laughs> and then smack between his eyes. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he did. Oh, uh, that was a uh, worshiping Lord. gods with Commodus. That is right. Where'd I got to? Ah, yes, the games. Games has its own little section. He loved <laughs> the games. Mm. This is what defines him, really. He just loved being a gladiator. Yeah. He, he would join in, much to the horror of the Senate, he would join in in the gladiatorial games. Right. This would be a little bit like our Prime Minister deciding to do porn. It would be that much of a social mm. jump. Okay. Gladiators were seen down there with the prostitutes. Right, but everyone sort of liked it. There was a lot of shock that he was doing this, to say yeah. the least. Um, yeah. He fought a total of 735 times, apparently. 735? Yes, that's a lot. Uh, the people loved it to begin with, because yeah. it was just this crazy... On Senate, the upper class hated it, but the people... <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It was really? crazy. Look, the emperor's doing gladiatorial stuff. And he's good. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah, he's doing it. It's amazing. But they soon grew wary as it increasingly just became more deranged and cruel. Oh. Yeah. So to begin with, he'd do things like uh, shooting arrows with special heads on. So they were curved heads instead of pointy. Right. And he would shoot at ostriches that were running, and he would decapitate them as they were running around. Bloody hell. As I said, he was apparently very good. That was a hell of an arrow as well. Yeah, yeah. If you imagine, it's almost like a sort of U-shape. Yeah. So it would just go oh, through. Yeah. yeah, it's not pointy. Ooh. It was so probably not very good at going very far. Like a fish knife, sort of. Thing. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. That's how I imagine it. I'm not the best design of arrow if you want to be fighting, but no. for just <laughs> playing around with ostriches, it got the job done. <laughs> playing around. Yeah. Do you, do you think like the the body kept on running? Like head stayed in the air. Probably a bit, yeah. Body kept on running, then trying to realise and sank down. Yeah. Head's looking down, like, whatever. <laughs> a bit like Roadrunner. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks all the physics, but who cares? <laughs> yes. <laughs> brutal Roadrunner. Extreme Roadrunner. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, he'd do that. Um, he once stood on a platform in the middle of the Colosseum, and a hundred lions were let loose. A hundred lions. That's a lot of lions. Yeah. He then proceeded to kill every single one of them with arrows. He's on a platform, though. He's on a platform, yeah. Yeah, would have taken a while as well, I imagine. He killed all sorts of animals, including elephants, rhinoceros, um, triceratops, all sorts. (laughs) So I'm trying to think of a big animal. (laughs) (laughs) So anyone can call it. Yeah, why not? Um, But yeah, Yeah. if he knew of it, he killed it. Hippos, yes, I think he killed hippos. Um, it didn't matter what they were. He just wanted to find new animals to kill and kill them. Wow. Yeah. Um, one time he tied a man in the middle of the Colosseum and then set loose a panther that had been starved. Oh. The panther runs the length of the Colosseum and pounces at the man who's tied in the middle. And only then does Commodus let loose an arrow and manages oh. to shoot the uh, panther mid-pounce. Oh, wow. And kills it. Yeah. That's impressive... In yeah. a way. He's good. He's good. He does yeah. impressive stuff. It's not nice, though, is it? No, that poor no. guy. But this is why he got his four for fighting. Yeah. Yeah, he got some points there. But uh, it's a bit crazy. Yeah. He would gather any person. Now, this is where it starts getting a bit darker. Any person he saw as freakish. And he would place them in the arena and slaughter them. Like the birth. Yeah, so... Yeah, anyone... Um, who was missing a limb, anyone who was hunchbacked, 
anyone who just did not fit the social norms yeah. for appearance, he would round them up. And... He's quite obsessed with looks, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'll, I'll read a quote here. This is Dio. He had once got together all the men in the city who had lost their feet as a result of disease or some accident. Mm. Possibly the accident being meeting Commodus one day yeah. and being called one first. Oh, he didn't make him race, did he? <laughs> God. No, no, he didn't do that. Okay. And then, I'll continue, then, after fastening about their knees some likenesses of serpents' bodies and giving them sponges to throw instead of stones, he killed them with blows of a club, pretending they were giants. So he'd uh, got people with no feet. He tied their legs together and gave them sponges and then beat them to death with a club. That is a look of horror for the reader, for the readers now, your listeners, for the listeners' benefit there. Look of horror. Why? Why? Because he was Hercules, and he had to kill the giants. Hercules didn't do that. This is later on. This is where he's really lost it at this point. Really has. He's got his club. He's completely lost it. Bloody hell. At one point, he thought the people were applauding, because obviously people clapped a lot. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> clap. <laughs> one point, he thought the applause was actually mocking applause. Oh. So he ordered that all the soldiers that were in charge of the awnings, you know those massive awnings that went across the top? Oh, the, the, the sunshades. Yeah. Um, he ordered that they attack the crowd and kill everyone, and then burn the entire city down. Fortunately... <laughs> Latus managed to calm him down. Good. Just <laughs> drink that, some wine, drink some. That, that didn't actually happen. He th- threatened the Senate in the arena as well. However, yeah. he wasn't as fierce as perhaps he thought he was. Mm. So I'm going to quote Dio again here. Having killed an ostrich and cut off its head, so I'm guessing this is just after the uh, arrow incident, right. he came up to where we were sitting. So Dio was oh, alive. He's there. Yeah, Dio was alive wow. during Commodus' time. That's why I said we don't have him for much longer. Primary source. Yeah, it's a primary source. So he came up to where we were sitting, holding the head in his left hand and in his right hand, raising aloft his bloody sword. Though he spoke not a word, he waggled his head with a grin, indicating he would treat us in the same way, and many indeed would have perished by the sword on the spot for laughing at him, for it was laughter rather than indignation that came over us. If I had not chewed on some laurel leaves, which I had got from my garland myself, and persuaded the others who were sitting near me to do the same, so that steady movement of our jaws we might conceal the fact that we were laughing. So they were literally chewing on their hats to stop <laughs> laughing at Commodus because he just, it, he was just, it was crazy. Yeah. It was absolutely well, crazy. Well, if someone came up to me, like holding an ostrich head, wearing a lion skin and grinning a sword. Yeah. yeah I'd... It's like, but then you also realise if he spots you laughing, you're dead. Yeah, that's true. You are dead. True. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the bad, bad insane mm. part. Bad crazy, that's what it's called, yeah. That's the bad crazy part. Let's go on to good sane. I imagine this is a shorter list. It's shorter. Yeah. But I'm not going to use my words. I'm going to quote two people. I'm going to go back to Dio straight away. I'm going to say... I'm not going to say. Dio's going to say that Commodus was not naturally evil, but simple-minded. <laughs> so this idea that actually he was just led astray. Yeah. Gibbon elaborates on this point. 
Yet Commodus was not, as he has been represented, a tiger born with an insatiate thirst for human blood, and capable from his infancy of the most inhuman actions. Nature had formed him of a weak rather than wicked disposition. His simplicity and timidity rendered him the slave of his attendants, who gradually corrupted his mind. His cruelty, which at first obeyed the dictates of others, degenerated into habit, and at length became the ruling passion of his soul. So he just got used to doing it, and yeah, he's... he was led astray by um, Ceteris to begin with. Yeah, and he just got into the habit of being a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah. That's their argument. I'm having none of it myself. He was absolutely crazy. He was mad as a hatter. He what he really was. He was as mad as a tin foil hatter. Yes. Oh, the tin hat. Yeah. yeah. It's it back. must be back. It it's back. back. He's got it. He keeps it at home. Yeah. Probably puts it on on his birthdays. Oh. Raises a glass to him and Caligula, oh. who's probably sitting next to him in his head. Yeah, he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. saying anything, just in a straight jacket, staring, twitching a little bit. Okay, so we now need to rate him. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to rate him quite low. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Detect a hint of sarcasm. There. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, for me personally, he's hitting the nine. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm not. I don't think he's quite. He's quite Caligula. He seems more. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Does lose it completely. Yeah, I'm just thinking that. Yeah. He thinks he's uh, a he god. He's god. He Caligula, Caligula thought he was a god. He didn't but start a war against shells. He didn't start a war against shells. That's true. But he. But did. is that just because he didn't see any shells? <laughs> <laughs> if he had the chance. Yeah. He did. See, he didn't. All his craziness is to do with his own sick sort of yeah. humour. Like, he wouldn't he take the army lots out of, of people. He though. did, and in cruel ways. Yeah. So he's crazy in a, sl- I would say, a slightly different way. Although Caligula was cruel and mean as well. So I, th- I think all we need to decide is do we score him the same as Caligula or slightly below? Because he can't get more because Caligula's got score four marks. Got 20, yeah. And to be um, fair, I don't think I would score him higher than Caligula. So that's fine. I... Oh, and his sisters as well. Yeah, but did he know his sisters? Whereas Caligula, we really think he did know his yeah. sisters. Well, well did did we're, we're going to go with it? He did. He, he did. Okay, he knew his sisters yeah. well, so he's got that. He's he's very Caligula, isn't he? And he, and he wanted to put like he was twelve years old. Kill. Oh, that's true. That's crazy. He made people eat poo in a bowl and ate it himself. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good point. He ate it himself. He did he? That's a joke. <laughs> that's t- that's that's dedication for a joke. That's committing to humor. Yeah. Um And he ate in the bath. I mean, what a monster. Actually, no, you've convinced me now. He ate in the bath. I was thinking about the time he tied the uh, amputees up and beat them to death with a club, but uh, the eating in the bath definitely yeah, swings it. pushes it, it yeah. Imagine like, the crumbs. <laughs> I, soggy. I see you've written 10 down in your for notes. Me, yeah. You've gone for it. I'm going for it. He's just as crazy, I think. In a different way, but just as crazy. Do I go for 10 or do I knock him down? Well, it's one? up to you. Don't think about the overall score. What would you give him? Do you think he's absolutely no, he is. There? He is absolutely insane, isn't he? I'm going for 10 as You're well. Going for 10. He's Can got four marks. I hesitate to say well done, Commodus, for being absolutely crazy, but you got yeah. four marks. Yeah, well done for ruining all those lives. Yeah. Success ultimate. Good. You look at my notes here. I have not much. <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally the words not much. Yeah, that's, that's what I, all that's on there. That's what I've put. I, you, you just can't say it was successful in any way whatsoever. No, he just, he's destroyed the empire. <laughs> he has managed to, he, in a decade, go from the golden age to rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it's just destroyed. You could argue that's a success in a way. 
Yeah. Just not for the Empire. So um, Mike Duncan, in his podcast, describes yeah. it brilliantly, where he says the Commodus took the Empire, took a hard right, and drove it straight into a wall. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. just out of nowhere, just smashed it up. Yeah. Completely. So bad. We could we could go on a lot, but I've got a couple of small little things. So, so this is um, Dio talking about Marcus Aurelius, okay. Commodus. Just one thing prevented him from being completely happy. Namely, that after rearing and educating his son in the best possible way, he was vastly disappointed in him. This matter must be our next topic, for our history now descends from a kingdom of gold into one of iron and rust, as affairs did for the Romans of that day. So that's mm. the full quote of the one I gave at the start of yeah. the episode there. He, he, he just messed it up. He, he just really messed it up. He's quite spectacular. Yeah. He? he didn't do any paperwork. He had a stock response to all queries. Yeah, what? We don't know, but apparently he had a stock response. It was probably <laughs> gerbils. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows? <laughs> kill him. <laughs> yeah, kill him probably. <laughs> I don't care what you do as long as someone dies. <laughs> Yeah. The, the courts apparently were so corrupt that a wealthy criminal could not only get off, but also pay for the accuser to receive the punishment meant for the guilty defendant. Oh, I mean, it was just totally, insanely ruined the infrastructure of politics. Yeah. It was just a mess. Yeah. So it went from this really great stable place to being on the brink of civil war. Mm. So what are we going to score on? Minus one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame we don't go into minus numbers because um, it is awful, isn't it? Um, zero. Yeah, definitely zero. It's, it it's be just zero. awful, awful. He, I, he took he took a glorious thing and upended it. Yeah. Okay, next round. He sank his own boat. Image of striking in appearance with a well-developed body and a face that was handsome without being pretty. His commanding eyes flashed like lightning. His hair, naturally blonde and curly, gleamed in the sunlight as if it were on fire. Some thought that he sprinkled his hair with gold dust just before appearing in public. That was a quote from Herodian, which I've not used before. He's a a bit more flamboyant with his language, isn't he? Than uh, Suetonius ever was. Um, So what we got here? You're drawing Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, So we've got... Clean shaven, he's looking evil. Oh, he's got a massive club now. Massive club. That is a massive. club. Just to clarify. That is. Yeah, that's glad you clarified. Okay, you ready to see? Yep. There we go. I had a beard. Of course, he had a beard. They've all got beards at the moment. Yeah. Oh, They've all got that's beards. That's quite an afro. Yeah, it's it's big hair. It's beardy. It's very similar to we've had in the last few episodes. He it? looks really hungover. He does. He looks amazingly hungover in one statue, and in the other statue. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So he's, he's got a lion's head, yeah, on him, with like the, the skin's obviously been tied around his front, where the two legs were, and they're like paws on his on his man nipples, and he's got a big spiky club in his right hand, even though he's left-handed. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't notice that. What's yeah. that he got? He's got in his right hand. Are they apples or fruits? Or Nuts. Let's hope they're not testicles. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it wouldn't me. surprise me. He's got something in his hand. Yeah, I should have looked that up. I didn't notice them before. Wow. Yeah, that club looks vicious, doesn't it? It's yeah, spiky as well. Yeah, and maybe they're meant to be knots in the wood, but they look more like nails. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's a barbed wire around the top as well. Yeah, and it's you've got the top half, and then you've got this strange sort of plinth thing yeah, at the bottom, like a, is which it is a tree. Yeah, it's a bit it's odd, isn't it? Make out, isn't it? 
it's definitely the most crazy looking statue bust we've it's seen so far. Isn't grabbing it? attention. It grabs isn't attention it? definitely, and yet he still looks hungover on it. He's, yeah, he's yeah, he's got an actually quite a long nose. Yeah, his eyes droopy are kind of eyes. looking down, droopy. Yeah, yeah. But you Long get face. you get the impression that all those muscles were probably real in this case. You get the impression yeah. he looked after himself. But he's not looking ridiculous. He's not looking too hench, as the kids in my class taught me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, he looks toned and yeah, looks like he's yeah, exercise. He, he could look after himself. Yeah. As long as your legs were tied together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you were carrying. And that's spoons. how he would dress. Oh, regularly. Wow. Oh oh. Yeah. That's not just for the statue. That's how he'd walk around. Goodness me. Yeah. Crazy. Right. <laughs> oh, so how are we going to score this then? Because it's impressive. Well, exactly so. <laughs> it fits the image. Yeah, I mean, he, it is impressive. So I'm starting to grow weary of the beards. I want to change now. I was excited oh, to begin with. But it's like, oh, I've had a lot of beards. But I probably shouldn't mark him down just because he's got a beard. No, no. He's late on with the beards. Especially, as I said, I like the beards not long ago. Yeah, that's true. I just like a change. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a good look. It's a crazy look, but it's a good look. I'm gonna go for eight. You're going for eight? Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm 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 more impressed with the lion head. I'm going for nine. I'm really impressed by that. So I guess it's a total of seventeen. I'm gonna divide that by four. So if we put that into our spreadsheet, that gives him a score of four point two five. Good score. That is a strong score. 4.25 is joint top. Yay! Yeah, with uh, Augustus, mm. also known as Pius. So he's, he's matched his dad? Yeah, he's matched his... No, his, um, his granddad. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah Marcus. Pius. Yeah, yeah. yeah, adopted granddad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next round. Tempo completo. Tempo completo. Right, I had a had a decision to make here. Can I guess, can I guess what the problem was? Go on. Because he's joint emperor with his dad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I would argue it should be from when he's on his own. I thought that, and that's what I was going to do to begin with. But yeah. then that would give Beres a score of zero. Oh, yeah. yeah it's true. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I decided he should, probably should have the joint emperor okay. thing. Yeah. And then we can be consistent. And we'll just give that throughout from now on. Unless I decide not to. He's joining him from 15, wasn't he? That's when he started. Yeah. Until he's 29. Roughly. So, so you're going for 15, 16 yeah. years. 15.5 years Ooh. of utter craziness. Remember yeah. how long Caligula lasted? Four years. Oh, I remembered. It was 3.8 years, to be precise. Okay. Yeah. So there's 1,200 days. If I remember correctly, you described it as a short, sharp reign of terror. <laughs> this was a much longer <laughs> reign of terror. This was 15 and a half years. So that wow. gives him a score of 15... Sorry, 1.94. Okay, well, that gives him a total then. I can't see it. I'm going to have to scroll across. He scored very well in the Probium Crasium. Oh, yeah. But awful in some other rounds. Really yeah. high in image facius. Okay, in tempo completo. His final score is 30.19. 30 30.19. So just scraped into the 30s there. Let's see where that puts him. That puts him pretty much middle of the pack. Okay. That does. That puts him just below Nero. And just above the Tellius. He's below Nero. He's below Nero. Wow. Yeah, a lot crazier, but uh, Nero yeah, actually did some things and some fighting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. Right. But the question, of course, is... Does, does he have? Does he have it? 
Does he have it? Well, after all those concubines, he probably has something. <laughs> probably. Do they have a certain je ne sais Come on, then, I'll let you start. My gut feeling is yes. Many times yes. Oh, you you saying definitely I'm yes. I'm going for a yes. Why? We go to Kirk, yeah. He's, he did. excels in one big area. He does excel in one big area. He does deserve to be remembered by history, doesn't film. he? So he, he got his remembered. own film. He's remembered. He's a big hitter, isn't he? He is a... With his club, yes. <laughs> yes, with his club. <laughs> he hits big. Um, he hits small. He hits all sorts. Whatever yeah, everyone he fancies. Yeah. If it moves, he'll hit it. Yeah, I what? can't really argue with that. I mean, the whole idea yeah. is, should they be remembered by history? And I, I think he should. Not for good yeah. reasons. But not for no. Caligula. <laughs> Definitely not. Nice. So, um, yeah, okay then. Well, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. So, well done, Commodus. You have officially got Jeanne César. Hey. That landed next to me. Did it? How is that possible? You're facing <laughs> parallel to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, these right. these may not be 100% legal. <laughs> I'm um, really not saying. Every time we use them, I feel <laughs> sl- fear slightly for my life. Right. It's really smoking, this one. Oh, yeah, not, not good. Right. Um, so, well done, you, you have Jeanne César. Um, you can sit next to Caligula in the Golden House whilst you wait for the uh, tournament to start. Oh. Yeah. Domitian will be there as well, won't he? He will. Oh, he's either great. He was a Domitian. Domitian, yes. he wasn't any. He was no. He was more successful than we anticipated. Far more successful. Um, what did we give Domitian? Seventeen for a probium crasium. Mm. So he scored high, but he's not. Yeah. He's not full marks. No. No. Okay. Right. Well, there we go. We're done. Mm. So next week we uh, learn how Pertinax suddenly ended up on the throne. He's got my favourite name so far. It's a brilliant name. It is a good name. Yeah. Pertinax. Yeah. Might be a bit shorter. Okay. Might be. I don't That's know. Right. We'll find out. Yeah. Might not be. We might yeah. make some stuff up. Yeah. Not much on him. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's thank the Rex Factor as yeah. ever. They've just released, in case you don't know, a really long two and a half hour episode on Edward the First. Oh. It's really good. It's uh it's all about Ali's dissertation. I'm halfway through it at the moment. Oh, um, was that what he wrote? Yes. He did the station on. Yeah. See, they actually did history at university. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's why they win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good episode. I think Mm. it costs a dollar, so if you're interested, go and get that. Mm. I didn't realise I might download it. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you to them as always. Thank you to you, our listeners. Yeah, well done. Um, Thank you for letting us waste your time. Yeah, messages are always good. Um, Anything else we needed to say this week? <laughs> no, fair enough. One of these days, we'll actually write down what we're meant to say at the yeah, end of the episode rather than just winging it nice. like we usually do. Yeah, but thank you to nice. all the nice messages we get and reviews. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh mm. no, no. Someone did mention. Oh god. I apologise. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Um, they sent a, a message on Facebook saying, "Should we perhaps mark Marcus Aurelius down because Commodus turned out so badly because he mm. wasn't a good enough father?" Sins of the father, kind of thing. Yeah. And I well, we're not. We're not grading on the father. Parental skills, aren't they? No, it's a very good point. Yeah. You could argue that Marcus Aurelius should have dealt with the succession better. Been less stoic. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Marcus Aurelius knew that Commodus wasn't up for the job, but mm. put him forward anyway. But my argument would be, what other choice did he have? That's true. It's not as if he could have put Nigel in charge. 
What Alberts? Yeah, they would have had some. Well, communists would have had something to say about that. Oh yeah, civil war would have happened straight away. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but I like the message. It, yeah, it good. made me think. It was good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So um, yeah, right. So next week, Personax. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. follows is genuinely from the Historia Augusta. It is what the Senate said the day after Commodus died. More savage than Domitian, more foul than Nero, as he did unto others, let be done unto him. Let the remembrance of the guiltiness be preserved. Restore the honours of the guiltless, we beseech you. Let the body of the murderer be dragged with the hook. Let the body of the gladiator be dragged with the hook. Let the body of the gladiator be cast into the charnel house. Call for our vote. Call for our vote. With one accord we reply. Let him be dragged with a hook. He also slew all men. Let him be dragged with a hook. He who slew young and old, let him be dragged with a hook. He who slew men and women, let him be dragged with a hook. He who spared not his own blood, let him be dragged with a hook. He who plundered temples, let him be dragged with a hook. He who set aside the testaments of the dead, let him be dragged with a hook. He who plundered the living, let him be dragged, yes, with a hook. We have been slaves to slaves. He who demanded a price for life of man, let him be dragged with a hook. He who demanded a price for life and kept not his promise, let him be dragged with a hook. <laughs> He who sold the Senate, let him be dragged with a hook. He who took the sons, their patrimony, let him be dragged with the hook. So what, what do you want it to be dragged with? I don't know, do you want me to read it again? <laughs> And it's, how, how can I justify not giving him those three years? That's my... Every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, it goes on seven o'clock, it reminds us to feed our dog. Right. Uh. <laughs>